You're listening to episode 179 of the Mad Chatters podcast, March 7th, 2018. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. My name is Derek, and joining me today are my fellow chatters, Matthew. Well. And, <laughs> and Jeremy. Hello. <laughs> You can say you can say that African American church settings, and it just means that's right. <laughs> well, man, we're already being educated. On this yep. Episode. We're gonna get things started on this episode with a Mad Chatter game. Here's your host, Matchetter Garrett. Steve is subdued tonight. Yeah, a little. He's, he's under the weather. He's not yeah. been well. Well, thanks, Steve, as always, for that wonderful introduction. I've got a game for you both that I'm calling Sound Bites. I just came up with that. <laughs> mm, clever. Uh, I think it fits, though. Because what you are going to do is, it's actually very similar to a game we have played before, and it was inspired by a post on Oh My Disney just last week. What I've done is I have turned on many Disney movies over the last week and fast-forwarded to the 30-minute mark. Exactly 30 minutes. And I wrote down the dialogue that happens at the 30-minute mark. So I'm going to read this dialogue to you, and you have to tell me what movie it's from. Now, how it's going to work is I'll give one person the first line, and if they guess it, they will get two points. If they don't guess it on the first line, then I'll just go back and forth between the two of you until one of you gets it for one point. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. All right, let's pick a number between 1 and 10. Closest will go first. You know, your number ranges are not fun. Five. Sorry. <laughs> between 1 and 10? Yep. Six. It was eight. Mm. So, Matt, I'm going to read you a line of dialogue. If you can get it on this first line, you'll get two points. If not, I'll read the next line to Jeremy. Your first line. Shh, you crazy fool. First time you, or excuse me, find time you picked to sneeze. If I if I get it wrong, am I, I out? It just goes back and forth. Yep, goes back and forth. Crazy fool! I don't say fool anymore. Find time you picked to sneeze. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna go ahead and pass. I don't want to take a stab at it. Let's see, just pass it for a second. All right, Jeremy. Here's the next line. I couldn't help it. I can't tell when you gotta, you gotta. I'm gonna go with 101 Dalmatians. Nope, that's incorrect. Matt, the next line. I, I, I gotta. It's coming. Oh gosh. Oh, this sounds so familiar now. This could be a long game because I thought I started <laughs> with the easiest ones. Well, I don't are these understand. animated films? Or? Yes, I'm sorry. These are all either Pixar or part of the Walt Disney Animation Studios. I thought you picked the sneeze. This sounds like an old film. The dialogue sounds classic. And I can't really remember a, a film in which sneezing is a central plot point, but uh, well, it's whatever. thirty minutes in, so we about a third through the plot. Um, Unless it's Dumbo, in which case it's halfway through. That's right. <laughs> it's over. You've left. Which was going to be my next guess, but since you just said it, I'm guessing it's not it. <laughs> so, Oops. Um, good lord, I don't think I've seen this movie. The Aristocats? <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. Okay. The next line, Jeremy. No, stop him. Don't let him. <laughs> oh, good lord. I feel like this is all one line of dialogue, but it's not. He says, I, I gotta, it's coming. And someone says, no, stop him. Don't let him. Okay, so it sounds like they're hiding and they don't want to sneeze because it's going to expose them. Yeah. <laughs> So they're trying they created to... created the plot around the line. <laughs> I mean, as soon as you say it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. And I feel like I've seen... I mean, I know I've seen this, and I, I'm having this uh, idea that they're hiding in a place with, like, pepper or something. <laughs> Maybe, I'm <totally> wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm totally wrong, but um, I'm going to go with uh, Cinderella. No, that's not right. I have four more lines. Do you want me to keep going, or should we move well, on? Well, yeah, okay. I'm holding it. All right, gotta get it. Matt, the next line is "Hold him tight, I'll tie it." Hold him tight, I'll tie it. It sounds like Three Stooges dialogue. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody says fool anymore. We don't say fool past the. 40s or 50s. I might be completely wrong, but everybody says you fool. So old school. Pinocchio? No. Holy crap. Jeremy, the next line is make a hard knot. Ah, yeah. Well, that gives it away. Does it? No, it's sarcasm. Okay. (laughs) Is it Robin Hood? It is not. You guys are going to hate me. The next line is, there, that will hold him. (laughs) I'm just reading the dialogue as it is. So they're tying somebody up. And he's sneezing. Somebody's sneezing. Somebody's sneezing. (laughs) You don't want him to anymore. Time, hold him. Find time you pick the sneeze. Oh, I can hear the inflection. How about the rescuers? No, that's not correct. The next line is, quiet, you fool. You want to get us all killed? Oh, jeez. More fools. 
quiet, you fool. You want to get us all killed? So we're hiding, we're sneezing, we're tying somebody There's the threat up. of death. <laughs> Imminent death is upon us. Yeah. Um, if you sneeze one more time, by God, we're going to die. <laughs> but why are we tying somebody up? Like, that doesn't... And what is making us... Why are our allergies flaring up? <laughs> uh, we're in the woods. <laughs> we're Oh, oh. We're in the woods. So there's pollen. Uh-huh. Maybe we're in woods of a new world. Pocahontas. <laughs> okay, we're just going to call this one a draw. I'm going to give you a hint. This is for no points. The first line was, Shh, you crazy fool. Find time you pick to sneezy. Snow White? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. They've come in. She has cleaned their cottage. Yeah. I didn't think it was that obvious. I would have gone with that right up front. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Okay. Jeremy, you get to go first. But why are they tying things and why is there a knot? I think they were tying his nose. <laughs> Of course they were. <sighs> I was right about my language, though. That's true. You said not past the 40s or 50s, and I wanted to be like, or the 30s, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jeremy, for two points, and there's a character's name in this line, so I'm just going to say character in place of it. <laughs> okay, understood. Hey, character, how about you flicking that old mean fly off of your papa bear's nose? The Jungle Book. That is correct. For two points. Well, we go to the easy ones now. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, this one is yours. There aren't any more. That's the whole barrel. <laughs> there aren't any more. That's the whole barrel. I want to say Robin Hood. Nope, not Robin Hood. Jeremy, here's the next line. The monkeys aren't working. We're finding another plan. Stay calm. Toy Story. Yes. For one point, it was Toy Story. All right, Jeremy, here you go. Isn't it lovely? It was my mother's. Well, I mean, that's three-fourths of Disney films. The mother is dead, so it could be <laughs> <laughs> so many of them. Uh, it was my mother's. This belonged to my mom. I'm very proud of it, and I want to show you because it's lovely. Cinderella. Yes, that is correct. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Okay, Matt, here you go. Double strikes break, Godoy. What? <laughs> Double strikes Double, I'm sorry, double stripes break. Godoy. Double stripes break. Godoy. <laughs> is it really Godoy? It really is. Is this Goofy movie? No, I'm, it, it's part of the, uh, it can't be one of the outside studio films. Oh. Jeremy, the next line is, why are your hands so freakishly big? Oh. Well, I don't think they, I feel like they wouldn't say freakishly in 
older films. That's kind mm -hmm. of a newer word. Why are your hands so freakishly big? Mm. Say, say the, say, can you say Matt's line again? Yep. Double stripes break, Godoy. Why are your hands so freakishly big? Monsters, Inc.? No. Matthew, I don't know. Why are you so freakishly annoying? Oh, Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. Oh, yes, okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Godoy. Godoy. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Good. Now slap them on the behind. They like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a film that I <laughs> watched that's not in the Disney canon. Uh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I'm, I'm blushing. You're uh, hot and bothered about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, slap them on the behind. They like that. That sounds like you're talking about an animal that you're trying to get to move. So I'm going to go with Hercules. Not Hercules. Whoa, ho, ho. I'm going to hit you so hard it'll make your ancestors dizzy. Uh, Mulan. Yes, that is correct. It is Mushu who says, slap them on the behind. They like that. Ah, okay. I see the concept. Oh, the, the ancestors. Yeah. I was just going with the ancestors. Yeah. Okay. Back to Matt. The first line is, you wait here. Your father has a marvelous surprise for you. Oh. Mm-hmm. You wait here. Your father has a marvelous surprise for you. Uh, this is Lion King. Very good. Yeah. Just before Mufasa's yeah. death. Now, don't tell people. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Okay, Jeremy. Thrust, parry, lunge. So it sounds like they're barking orders. So they're in some kind of a... I love how you create plots. <laughs> None of which have been correct so far. <laughs> Sneezy, he was allergic to pollen. They're in a closet with pepper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That one I was off on. I'm in. Uh, thrust, lunge, parry. What does parry mean? Like, is that a name? Can you spell parry? P-E-R-R-Y. And by the way, these are taken straight from the subtitles. Parry. Winkle. Perry the platypus. Uh, Perry, less, not less, lunge. Mm -hmm. Thrust. Thrust. What do we do? Uh, I'm going to go with the rescuers. No. All right, Matt. Me thinketh it's not working. Hmm. Uh. This is going to be wrong. Is it Sword in the Stone? Nope. Jeremy? Back to Sherwood Forest. Schnell. Schnell. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure Robin Hood? <laughs> nope. Not Robin Hood. Oh. The next line is, what's going on in there? So you've got thrust, parry, lunge. Me thinketh it's not working. 
Back to Sherwood Forest. Schnell, Schnell. What's going on in there? I don't think I've seen this movie. I think the next two will give it away. Is it the Aristocats? Nope. Jeremy, wow, you're perfect. And by the next two, I meant the second of the next two. <laughs> of course. <laughs> wow, you're perfect. Um, the Sherwood Forest is really throwing me off, though. Hercules? Nope. And the last line I have is, Oh, great ones. I have been scouting for bugs with your exact talents. Mm. Oh, um, a bug's life. That is correct. I thought maybe Schnell would give it away. But. Uh, I was trying to think of German characters, or ones that had German accents, and I couldn't think of any Heimlich. Alright, we are back to Matt. The first line, what kind of garden do you come from? Oh, Alice in Wonderland. Very mm. good, for two points. Jeremy, it was an accident. She was scared. It was an accident. She was scared. Um, okay, so in this one, I'm picturing <laughs> <laughs> an animal has caused a calamity because the animal was startled. Uh-uh. And it was an accident. It was an accident. She was scared. She didn't mean to. Now, what happened was an accident because she was scared. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, no, that's incorrect. Tonight was my fault. I pushed her, so I'm the one that needs to go after her. It's like on the tip of my brain. Hmm. 30 minutes in. Somebody gets lost. Runs away. Uh, Monster Zinc? No. Bring me my horse, please. We're going after somebody. Oh, Frozen. Yes, that is correct. Ah. Very good. Matt, we're back to you. Princess, do not panic. Princess. In which movie do they address the person as princess? I feel like that's Frozen, but we just said Frozen. Princess, do not panic. She's panicking. It was an accident. It's not her fault. <laughs> <laughs> She's got allergies. Yeah. <laughs> I think of movies where they directly address the person as princess... say Sleeping Beauty. Nope. The next line is What did you do to me? The princess done the frog. That is correct. And the next line was I'm green. I'm slimy. Okay. Back to you, Jeremy. The first line Take your foot out of my eye, clumsy ox. Clumsy ox? So it's a 
好。What movie has a clumsy, clumsy ox? Uh, uh, Zootopia? Nope. Okay. The next line that came up on the subtitles is a sound, and the reason I'm including <laughs> it is because it does give away a little bit of the plot. So, in okay. brackets, Matthew, the next line is "audience claps." <laughs> Take your foot out of my eye, clumsy ox, and then audience claps. <laughs> and that's it. You don't give me the rest of the line. Just audience claps. That's not even a line. <laughs> that's true. I, I don't know. I, I don't even have anything to offer you, so okay. pass. Jeremy, steady girls. <laughs> Take your foot out of my eye, clumsy ox. Audience claps. Steady girls. Oh my gosh! What in the <laughs> world? <gasps> uh, steady girls. Someone's foot's in the cow's eye, and the audience is loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're kind of nailing it. Am I? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my gosh, I have no idea. I want this. Sounds like it's probably more modern. Okay, I'm gonna go on to Matt. All right. There's a character's name in this line, so I'm gonna edit it out. They're almost ready now, character. Don't forget to wave that flag. Ah, uh, it's Dumbo. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I was wrong about the modern. <laughs> Matt, your first line. Ready, aim, fire. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just did what the 30-minute mark, 30 mark told me to do. Is it Peter Pan? Yes, it is Peter Pan. Good job. It takes them that long to get to the ship, the pirate ship? No, no, no. This is when the Lost Boy tries to shoot Wendy. Oh, well, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Because one of the lines is, are you hurted? Uh, yeah, okay. All right, Jeremy. Make it stop, character. Make it stop. Oh. It's a safe word. <laughs> Smack on on the behind. <laughs> they like that. Uh, make it stop, character. Make it stop. Uh, they're scared. They don't want it to continue. <laughs> they're halfway through the film. Uh, make it stop. Make it stop. Uh, I'm trying to think films that Derek owns. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I also got on Netflix, Hulu, mini okay. mini uh, platforms. Um, Emperor's New Groove. Nope. Matt, look, see the bear. Ooh, nice bear. Is it um um. The Incredibles? No. He's not crying and neither should you or we'll be in trouble because they're going to find us. Oh, so we're back to hiding. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> we're not crying. We're not sneezing. We're crying. 
And look at the bear. So the bear's not crying. So that maybe is like a stuffed bear. Um, this movie has a stuffed bear. Rescuers Down Under? No. Good guess, though. Ooh, the happy bear. He has no... Ah, she touched me. Happy bear. Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. I know it. I got it now. I don't is it Monsters, it. Inc.? Dang it. Yes, it is. <laughs> Very good. The next ah. line was all sound effects. It was giggles, screaming with laughter, electrical buzzing grows louder, light, light bulb shatters. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just a few more. Matt. You're making a horrendous mistake. I'm not a spy. Is it... Is it Bolt? <laughs> no. I'm That's a, a good guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bard. I sing. I entertain. Hmm. I'm a bard. I sing. I entertain. I'm not a spy. Cars 2? <laughs> no. <laughs> Careful, sir. These are the hands of an artist. I can hear all this happening right now. And it's, it's melodramatic. It sounds like Bug's Life, but that's not... We've already said that one. Oh, it does kind of. Yeah, these are the hands of an artist. Niles Crane. Um, re- um, the Great Mouse Detective. Nope. I'm so sorry. This next line is not helpful. This will hold you. <laughs> not a spy. Pocahontas? Nope. Now look, you seem an intelligent sort of chap to me, eh? Spies be featured in any Disney film. He's not a spy. 30 minutes into it. Is it Toy Story 2 or 3? Nope. Alright, this is the last line I have. I assure you I had no idea who owned this castle. I just happened to be passing. Oh. Beauty and the Beast? Oh, good guess. No. Uh, the Black Cauldron. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Talk about obscure. That was not on my radar, mostly because I thought that would not be on Derek's radar. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. It sure is. All right. Uh, Jeremy, back to you. Come, fly with me, Gachina. Fly with me, Kachina. Oh, gosh. What is this? This sounds so familiar. Come fly with me. Inside out? What? Is that right? Yes, that's right. What's the next line? Well, it's in parentheses. All sigh. It's the helicopter guy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I knew. Okay. All right. Yeah, very good. 
All right, we're down to the last two. Matt, it's back to you. The first line, someone was in trouble. (laughs) In a world. (laughs) Yeah. Someone was in trouble. Um, The rescuers. Nope. Jeremy, someone's always in trouble. (laughs) This is a different character. The Incredibles? Very good. Wow. When they're in the car, right? No, it's actually Bob and his boss. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. Every time you say those words, it means a month and a half of trouble for me, Bob. Okay. And the final one goes back to Jeremy. (laughs) This is going to be impossible, I got a feeling. (laughs) No, it's going to be super easy. (laughs) No, you'll get it, just not on the first few. (laughs) The first four. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay, the first line. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Uh, I'm just going to... Let's go with... uh, What's something we haven't said yet? Aladdin. Uh, I was going to say, if you get this... Okay, no, that's not (laughs) correct. The next line. It wasn't me, I swear. Tangled? The next line. Okay, maybe it was. Emperor's New Groove. Nope. Everyone, let's move. Uh, Toy Story 3. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Jeremy, this is in parentheses. Rifle shot. I love it. <laughs> I feel like Tarzan. The thing, yes, very good. I was gonna say I feel like the things that parentheses do give away a little bit. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's just the fact that they were included as if they <laughs> and it, it's a uh, I forget his name, but the elephant who's like it wasn't me. I swear. Oh, okay, maybe it was. <laughs> I just love that <laughs> Tantar. Yeah, yeah, Tantar. Very good. All right, let me tally up. I have a few others written here that I just didn't use because they were so easy. Like puppies, the puppies, they're gone. 101 Dalmatians. I don't know how to cook, and now I'm actually talking to a rat. As if you... Ah! Ratatouille. Yeah. So, you see, we're trying to find this lamp. <laughs> so, I felt, ah. like, I felt like Matt would cry foul if I used any of those. <laughs> so You know me. Yeah. We had a couple fouls as it was, but I'll... Uh, okay. So, the final score. Jeremy had... 11. Okay. Matt had... 11. Ah, I knew it was going to be tight. You know, that's the kind of game, though, I think is is fine to end on a tie. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, honestly, that's really challenging. When we played the game where I read the first line of dialogue, you guys killed it. But a random timestamp... That's hard. Yeah. Join us next week when we play What's the Line of Dialogue at the 47 and a half minute mark. (laughs) Disney movies with farts at 15 minutes. (laughs) Or I'm just going to read it one word at a time. What's... (laughs) Or or, uh, opening lines in French. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't know. You guys might do okay. Take us out, Steve. Congratulations, Jeremy and Matthew! You have both won and lost this <laughs> match at her game. 
Join us next time. Same Mad Cheddar Podcast. Same Mad Cheddar Podcast. Just a reminder, if you would like a Mad Chatters t-shirt, time is running out. If you're unaware, we're selling Mad Chatters t-shirts like we have done before, but it's an all-new design, all-new colors, new shirts. If you would like one, please send an email to gear at madchatters.net and let us know what you would like because the deadline for ordering a t-shirt is Tuesday, March 13th. So get those orders in before it's too late. Welcome to Jeopardy, where the answer is given and we provide the questions. Are you gentlemen ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The answer is something you can say about the monorail that you shouldn't say to a pregnant woman. What is, smells like someone peed again. Uh, what is, I'd stay clear of that opening. Somebody might fall out. (laughs) Oh, nice! (laughs) Uh, What is, geez, how many people they got crammed up in there? (laughs) (laughs) Those are good. The answer is, drop it like it's hot. What is the new line of dialogue that will replace We Wants the Redhead? (laughs) <laughs> Drop it like it's hot! You're so relevant. <laughs> uh, what is me walking while chafed? <laughs> oh. Thank you for that. Uh, what is another name for the baby swap system? Oh. <laughs> oh. That's good. Yeah. All right, that was a dud. It's all right. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it was the thinker, but I liked it. <laughs> The answer is 525,600 minutes. What is the amount of time it takes your stomach to digest Disney cheese sauce? (laughs) What is how long multiplied by 20 I could go without anything frozen related? Uh, What is how long it takes the globe to move in illumination? (laughs) So true. Yep. But it's supposed to be a dramatic procession of the world (laughs) and the cosmos. The answer is good to the last drop. What is Cheryl, Matt's sweaty waitress at Garden Grill? Uh, (laughs) Mm, Those are lots of drops. Mm -hmm. Um, What is Disney's business marketing strategy for Star Wars? Oh my gosh, (laughs) seriously. Uh, what is my personal goal when I'm drinking around the world? <laughs> just want to be good to that last drop. Good to the last drop. That's right. <laughs> I believe it. Both the literal drop of <laughs> and the literal drop of me. <laughs> um, the answer is 
I didn't know it could bend that way. What is Matt on a Disney bus? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like maybe we should explain that story. (laughs) Yeah, I think so, probably. (laughs) But I had to put it. Okay, so one night, late at night, or maybe it's during the day in the morning. It was in the afternoon. Okay. Either, <laughs> okay. Either way, we were the only three people on this bus besides the driver, and I don't know why he did it. I, were you like? I don't know if you were prompted to do it, but Matt had his arms on either side on those bars that you can hold if you're standing up, and he lifted himself off the ground and did a flip in the air like a gymnastics routine, <laughs> basically. <laughs> And we were like, holy crap, I can't believe you just did that. And looking back, like, what must that bus driver have been thinking when you did that? He uh, was thinking, that guy is good to the last drop. That's right. <laughs> you just, like, did a complete somersault in the bus. It was leading listen- to Beijing. We were talking about the Olympics. Uh, okay, okay. That's right. And, like, I mean, this is not to be insulting at all. But I would dare say that out of the three of us, uh, Matt, you you are not the most limber, or at least in appearance. I'm the largest. I'm the largest one <laughs> of the three of us. The most unlikely to do a flip in the air, yes. <laughs> what if one of those bars had just, like, snapped out of its socket? <laughs> we need to move on. We're being hurtful at this point. <laughs> I, if anyone had put their whole weight on that bar, it could have snapped. I didn't know it could have been that way. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh Lord! <laughs> what I over? Uh, what is what I overheard from the honeymooning couple in the room next door? Oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> what is my ankle? After the umpteenth stroller has slammed into it in Fantasyland. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Yeah. Oh, that was Jeopardy. That was good. That got me tickled. This week's show, we're going to continue our series in which we talk about the table service restaurants at Walt Disney World. And this time, we're going to focus on the restaurants that you can find in the Boardwalk area. So, think Disney's Boardwalk Inn, I think it's called that, mm-hmm. uh, and the Yacht Club and the Beach Club. These are the three Disney-owned properties that you can walk to if you are in the Boardwalk area. Uh, we talk about this area a lot on the show. We all pretty much love it. it. It's it's a great area to be. It's pretty. You can go to Ample Hills and get some great ice cream. But we haven't really taken time to talk about the table service restaurants that are in these three resorts. So let's get to it. Jeremy, where are we going first? All right, first we're going to go over to the Cape May Cafe. Now, full disclosure, I am not the most well-versed when it comes to the boardwalk. I've actually only been over there once. And it's kind of sad because I really like the idea of this place, the, you know, the concept of it. So I've never eaten over there. Are you guys, have you been to these restaurants? Yes, no? 
Not this, not Cape May Cafe, but a few of these I've been to. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're not just shooting blind here. All right. Well, we're going to take a look at the menu. Uh, during This is a buffet restaurant, and it is a table service credit. So we, if you decide to dine there, and it is a character uh, meal as well for breakfast, but a non-character meal for dinner. So looking at pictures of this place, it has that sort of what you would expect beach club sort of feel to be. Um, very busy carpet, but also <laughs> like very like it has that, that contrast of like being um, that art deco sort of design with like very busy carpet. Interesting. I think it if it it's like very bright. And, like, pastels, right? If this is the place I'm thinking of. Yeah, I guess there's some pastels in there somewhere. But, uh, anyways, during, for the uh, character breakfast, you can meet Minnie, Goofy, and Donald. In their bathing suits. Oh! It's it's scandalous. (laughs) Very, that mixed bathing going on there. Uh, For breakfast, there's sliced salami and... Capicola? Yeah. What is that? It's like a Italian ham. Oh, okay. Uh, selection of cheeses, smoked salmon and pastrami-style salmon, hard-boiled eggs, low-fat cottage cheese, applesauce, <laughs> healthy grain fruit salad, yogurt bar, fresh-cut fruit, spinach salad, assorted cereals, chorizo and four-cheese scrambled eggs, frittatas, Breakfast potatoes. So kind of like, this just seems like a very standard uh, Cracker Barrel type of meal. Yeah, I feel like with the breakfast buffets on property, you I mean, you just stick with the normal breakfast food. You can't, there's really no place to go. Yeah, now it's it's interesting to me that they have like the salmon, you know, that's kind of a, a different take for, for a breakfast buffet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then for dinner, there is no... Uh, uh, no characters, as we mentioned earlier, but it is still a buffet. And this is a New England-style clam bake and all-American adult dinner buffet. Steamed clams, mussels, corn on the cob, potatoes, chicken, fresh vegetables, and barbecued ribs, as well as a salad bar and assorted desserts. To me, this sounds delicious. Uh, and I, I'm imagining that they serve it all kind of in that, uh, the way they do those clam bakes in the south and in louisiana where it's all just kind of poured on the table you get that kind of feel maybe not poured on the table but that <laughs> kind, like, kind of concept. Uh... at least it, it, where it's all served together is what yes I mean. maybe so yeah yeah i would go here i this has never popped up on my radar until this very moment but i i would enjoy dinner here breakfast probably not but dinner yeah as far as buffets go i think it has some of the better reviews do you know the price of dinner yeah, it looks like it's your standard $35 to $59. Okay. Depending on the season. Yeah, I would do this, especially breakfast to meet those characters. And their bathing suits. That's interesting. Are they like 1920s bathing suit styles? Or... <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I'm sure they I, are. Like full know, body striped bathing suits and things. Yeah. Minnie probably has a skirt on. She's not coming out in like a, a thong, <laughs> or <laughs> showing her knees. I know that much. 
<laughs> or I want to meet Goofy and like the Borat thongs uh, thing. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at <laughs> yes, I'm looking at pictures. Goofy is wearing shorts and a long sleeve shirt under a life jacket, so he's mm. all geared up. Minnie is wearing be Baptist. <laughs> Minnie is wearing shorts. Like a one piece that goes down into shorts, if that makes sense. Like it's a one piece, but the bottom is shorts. And over it, she has almost looks like a kimono, but it's like a bathing jacket type thing. A camisole. Sure. And Donald, of course, is not wearing pants like normal. <laughs> but well, he has he has on like a sailor's jacket and a sailor's hat. Okay. So normal Donald. Yeah. Oh yeah, kind of, but it's it's a different sailor's jacket and a different sailor's hat. But that, yeah, I kind of like this. Now I want to go here, huh. huh? I still think Goofy in that Borat style uh, swimwear would be awesome, <laughs> just <laughs> hilarious. And the gloves—he still has to have his gloves. Um, it's interesting. Mickey's not here with these other characters, or like Pluto. Yeah, I think it's to keep crowd levels down, probably. Like you can't if you put Mickey everywhere, it's just gonna make it even a harder to get place or a harder place to get into, you know? Yeah, don't we know it? All right. Uh, then our next restaurant is a very popular location over at the Boardwalk. In fact, when I think Boardwalk, this is actually the first place that comes to my mind, and I think it's because so many people enjoy going here, uh, and that is Beaches and Cream. Uh, this, of course, is at the Yacht and Beach Club area, and, and it's a fun 50-style soda fountain that offers old-fashioned flavors. So kind of that Happy Days um, soda jerk kind of feel. Yeah. yeah. Have you been here, Matt? No, I've wanted to a few times, but a lot of the reviews talk about how crowded it can be. And it used to not take reservations, which made it even harder. I think it does take reservations now. Yeah. We went back in, I want to say October. The parks had closed and someone mentioned it. And I was and I was I was like you. I was thinking this place is going to be way too crowded. I know it's tiny. Like when you walk in this room, I mean, it's like a single row of tables right in front of you and then a single row of booths right beside it and then on the other side is the bar and that's it i mean i don't know if there are 15 20 tables in there it's just not a lot it's a very small room but i had a really good time like the waitresses and waiters are super nice they get into it we were seated right away by the way we basically didn't have a wait and i didn't order food food but i know some someone got the grilled cheese sandwich it was like a four cheese grilled cheese with tomato well i guess jeremy's gonna read the menu um, but it, it all just felt like kind of comfort diner food, you know? So go ahead and go ahead and read some of the items and I'll, I'll try to remember what I had. Well, it's open for lunch and dinner and they have some soups so you can get a bowl of chili or a tomato bisque, but your main courses are your pretty standard American fare. So you have an Angus beef burger, the beaches chef salad, beaches hot dog, uh, which you can add your favorite fixins, such as sauerkraut, cheese, or chili. Uh, cheddar bacon ranch chicken sandwich, a, another type of chicken sandwich that just looks like it's a herb chicken breast topped with brie cheese, cucumber, and frise, tossed with raspberry vinaigrette. Mm. Oh, now that sounds good. Mm -hmm. uh, grilled cheese and tomato bisque. 
Now, this is what you're talking about. It's a six cheese blend. Six cheese. I mean, I didn't, oh. take, a, I didn't take a bite, but everyone at the table was raving about it. It That sounds good. Now, I don't do it often because it's a lot of calories and a lot of fat and a lot of grease. But I do love some grilled cheese and tomato soup. Mm-hmm. Like on a nice, cold night. Mm. Ooh, that's good. Um, I've never put six cheeses on. That's interesting. Six cheeses? It's a six cheese blend, right? Oh, cheeses. <laughs> uh, there's an open-faced meatloaf sandwich, a patty melt, a Reuben sandwich, tuna chicken or egg salad sandwich. Yeah. A burger. I like me some egg salad now. I like when people offer egg salad on the menu. I like a good egg salad. I do too, actually. Me too. And I do love also a good tuna salad. Chicken salad's okay, but if I, I that's my third choice. But to me, these kind of things just feel very um, light. Like mm-hmm. if, I, if I don't want something too heavy, I'll go with like an egg salad sandwich. Give me an egg salad. It's got a nice 50s pharmacy restaurant feel to it. Absolutely. Yeah. That I mean, that as soon as you walk in, that's exactly what this place is. I mean, even down to the costumes that the cast members wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But most people come here probably for the desserts because the dessert menu is just as long, if not longer, than the entree uh, menu. So you have your Beaches chocolate cake, brownie a la mode, classic banana split, Coke or root beer float, frozen sunshine. This is like a, a rainbow sherbet, a vanilla ice cream, and seltzer blended to perfection, top of whipped cream, and a candied orange slice. Now that sounds good. That does sound wonderful. I like me some sherbet now. When I'm sick, that's my go-to. Yeah. Uh, a fudge mudslide. Grilled banana bread and peanut butter. Uh, hand-scooped ice cream cone. Uh, you can get that a double or single. Ice cream soda. Malts and milkshakes. Milky Way Sunday. No Way Jose. That's a peanut butter and hot fudge delight. Featuring chocolate and vanilla ice cream, peanut butter, and chocolate morsels. Uh, old-fashioned Sunday, strawberry shortcake, and the highlight of the menu, usually what I see a lot of people get, is the kitchen sink. This is $32, but it is scoops of vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, coffee, and mint chocolate chip ice cream smothered in every topping we have. Yeah, this thing is 8 scoops of ice cream it has a whole brownie in it a whole candy bar in it four chocolate chip cookies and then like a billion toppings it's insane and what's fun about this place is someone did order it while we were there and they turn off the lights and then they turn on like these red sirens throughout the room and they play them really loud and they're like someone order the kitchen sink yeah. <laughs> volcano <laughs> it's exactly. a very like uh, Trader Sam's kind of esque feel, then you know, like when the, you order drinks. Yeah, it's like a more kid friendly Trader Sam's. Yeah, I love Trader Sam's. I don't know if I talked about this, but I finally went there for the first time, and it never got old to me. Like I've I've seen some people talk about how it gets old after a while. All the every time somebody orders a drink, they put on the show. Never. Every time I was like, yeah! Nice. <laughs> of course, I was about three drinks in, but you know. Uh, anyways, so then my final area, speaking of drinks, is Wait, the... I, I just want to say, I did, I remember what I ordered. I just got dessert. I got the grilled banana bread and peanut butter. And it was like three big pieces of banana bread that had been grilled, obviously. 
and then it had like a peanut butter sauce and then a huge scoop of ice cream. And it just sounded unique to me. That's why I ordered it and the waitress recommended it. And I don't know if I finished it because it was a huge serving for, I want to say, seven or eight dollars. But it it was actually really delicious. So I would I would definitely go back here. I don't know if it would be my first choice if I wanted like a good meal. Like if I was just really hungry and wanted a great meal, I don't know if I would choose this place. But when you have like a group of friends or your family and you're looking for looking for just like a comfort old-fashioned meal with a fun environment, I recommend it. I liked it. Yeah, this seems like the kind of place that would be a fun place to go if you like vacationed yearly and, you know, like our last night we always go to beaches and cream and get ice cream or whatever you know exactly that's what we do you know how we do well because it kind of feels like as well when i was growing up and we would go to church in the summertime on like a wednesday night and so it was still light out when you got out of church and there was a malt shop that was just like right down the road from our church and we would go go to church like in the 50s <laughs> knock on wood, that mall shop is still there. Last time I, I heard, and people just kind of see people would even just walk down there, you know, because it was it was short enough of a of a walk, and it was almost like, well, why don't we just do church here and have an ice cream instead of, you know, wasting time. Uh, anyways, okay, and then the final thing is the cruise cup lounge. Uh, this is uh, at the Yacht Club Resort as well, next to the Yachtsman Steakhouse. So this is definitely more of a lounge feel. It's not necessarily a restaurant. Uh, it's advertised as a comfortable lounge with a widescreen TV. Appetizers available from 6 to 10. Full-service bar with specialty drinks and coffees. Um, but they do offer a few appetizer type things. So you can get blackened fish tacos, which sound amazing to me these are chilled uh it has a chilled cucumber slaw sliced avocado chipotle remoulade yeah and flour tortillas oh that is making my mouth water Mm -hmm. reading it uh and then pancita deviled eggs pancetta okay um Farmer's Market Salad, New England Clam Chowder, a Wedge Romaine Salad. Y'all know how I feel about Wedge Salads, but you can get that there. And the Yachtsman Soup of the Day, as well as an Angus Cheeseburger, New York or New England-style lobster roll, shaved beef sandwich, tomato and mozzarella sandwich, Yachtsman Club Burger. Mm. And it looks like at dinner time, I'm sorry, let me just finish this off. At dinner time, it's kind of the same menu, except there's a baked cheese dip, a cheese board, uh, some kind of oyster, Rockefeller, huh. a shrimp cocktail, 10-ounce roast prime beef, raised beef short ribs, churrasco steak, and truffle frites. So, wow, this is not just a lounge then. It certainly has lots of menu options as well as specialty drinks. Yeah, we haven't included lounges before now. But the reason we included this one is a lot of bloggers online have called that burger that you listed one of the best values in Walt Disney World. The Yachtsman's Club Burger? Yes. How much is that? $18. $18. And apparently it's like a very good burger and it comes with fries. And this is like 
this is kind of a vibe between quick service and table service. Like you feel like you're at a nice place when you go in there because the tables are nice, the service is nice, the service is good, uh, but it's it's not gonna cost you 30 bucks for an entree, but you still get good sized portions and good food. Just being mindful though, it looks like that burger is only available during lunch, not available during dinner. Good to know. Yeah, see the fact that they even serve lunch <laughs> makes it sound like more than a lounge. Yeah, we should definitely go to these next time I'm down. At least the uh, Cape May Cafe and the Cruise Cup Lounge. They sound like interesting places to try. I agree. All right, well, those first two were Beach Club. That one was Yacht Club. And next, we're going to stay at Yacht Club. It's the restaurant Jeremy mentioned, Yachtsman Steakhouse. So Cruise Cup Lounge, which we just talked about, is basically like the adjoining bar to the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Now, Yachtsman Steakhouse is one of the few restaurants on property that requires two table service credits, which means it's fancy and expensive. So if you're on the dining plan, this will cost you two credits. Now, Matt, you haven't been here, but surely this is near the top of your list, right? Uh, you know... Yeah, I've had really good steaks on Walt Disney World property, and, and some of the reviews say that the steaks here are not that great, so oh. I don't know if it's worth it or not, but I, I'll surely try it one day. Okay. I guess I was combining the steak aspect with the whole yacht nautical aspect, which I know you like. I but. do, yeah. Okay, so this only serves dinner. You cannot get lunch here, but I'll go through some of the menu items. So the soups and salads are pretty standard. Uh, there's a French onion soup for $12, a Caesar salad for $12. There is a wedge salad for $14. And there is a lobster bisque for $14. Uh, I think a lot of the food here is sort of like a surf turf feel. Because I see a lot of seafood as well as a lot of steaks. Mm, yeah. So I think that's the vibe they're going for. Listed in the soups and salads section is something called the Yachtsman Seafood Plateau for two and this seems like it would be your meal because it costs 98 dollars for two people mm -hmm. and it comes with broiled lobster a baked crab cake oysters rockefeller jumbo shrimp chilled braised sliced octopus snapper ceviche and mussels wow so i don't really know why that's listed under soups and salads that sounds delicious. Yeah, all of that sounds great. Uh, and then there's a section called appetizers. Uh, these are all $18. There's a shrimp cocktail, artisanal cheeses, fried shrimp and calamari, and a charcuterie board. That's a pretty expensive appetizer. <laughs> $18 for some cheeses. Uh, okay, and then you have your beef section. These are all served with some sort of potato, whether it's mashed potatoes, gratin, or sweet potato casserole. This is where we start to get pretty pricey for these beef entrees. There's a 100% Japanese Wagyu beef. Mm. Five ounces. It's $125. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Now that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's Wagyu, so you know. There's a 32 ounce porterhouse for two, and it's $119. So $60 a piece. So. And more reasonable than 125 obviously. There's an 18-ounce Kansas City strip steak with chimichurri, and it's 59 
There's a six ounce Angus filet mignon. Six ounces. It's $47. So I'm guessing these are like good steaks. I mean, the best cuts. They have to be, yeah. yes. Uh, there's a 12 ounce prime New York strip for $49. There's a 14 ounce, my word, 14 ounce roast prime rib of beef for $45. That's not bad. That's not bad. And a 16 ounce prime ribeye steak for $54. Um, and then, there, of course, there are other entrees. It's not all beef. There's an elk tenderloin, which I find very interesting. Hmm. And it comes with blueberries, parsnips, English peas, and marbled potatoes. That's $47. There's a Florida red snapper for $46. There's a one and a, uh, one and a half pound lobster. Now, lobster is more expensive in general. It's $63. And then there's a braised beef short rib and a chicken cordon bleu. If you're, <laughs> there you go. if you're boring, you can get the chicken cordon bleu and it's honey roasted with lobster mushrooms for $34. And of course, there's a section of sides because most of those entrees only come with one side. So if you feel like you need something extra, there's some caramelized onions. There's truffle mac and cheese, uh, some butternut squash risotto. Hmm. So yeah, twice baked potato. I, I I would be the kind of person who goes into this place and is like, I want the side of truffle mac and cheese for $12 as my entree, please. And that is it. And yeah. some bread. Bring us some bread. <laughs> exactly. Do you guys have free chips and salsa here? Yeah. Uh, so desserts sound pretty good, too. There's a carrot cake, a chocolate peanut cake. There's a lemon blueberry cheesecake, creme brulee, everything around $10 or $12. So that is Yachtsman Steakhouse fancy yay yeah and staying in the yacht club for one more restaurant i think we're gonna go over to ale and compass this is the restaurant that replaced captain's grill now listeners we know that this restaurant space is still here and we know that (laughs) (laughs) before the hate mail comes in we we understand that the restaurant is still here before you become the 25th person on Facebook to say, that's not gone. (laughs) Yeah, it has changed names, look, menu. It's a different place. Yeah, it is called the Ale and Compass. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it it looks completely different. Like, it's dark, it's chic, it's lots of navies and grays and silvers. Uh, It looks like a completely different restaurant. It's called the Ale and Compass, but like... Um, Captain's Grill. It does serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I believe Captain's Grill breakfast was always a buffet. Uh, Ale and Compass is no longer a buffet. So for breakfast, you can get things like a ham and cheese omelet. This sounds great to me. They have blueberry bacon pancakes. Uh, salted caramel apple French toast served with sausage, and that's only $12. So honestly, breakfast here seems really reasonable. There's a cornbread there's a cornbread waffle with strawberry orange compote and lemon ricotta, and that's only $12 as well. And the omelet is 15 so it seems like a pretty good place to get breakfast with some unique items. And then we come to lunch and dinner, which is mostly the same menu. For appetizers, there's a roasted garlic shrimp, 
There are some rolls that come with three dipping or three spreads. There's a bacon jam, pub cheese, and citrus butter to spread on these rolls. Uh, there's a leaf wrapped baked goat cheese. You can get lobster and corn chowder. So once again, kind of like that surf and turf feel to this place, but maybe not as much as Yachtsman. You know, it puts it in perspective when you consider in history, lobster was used to feed prisoners because it was so cheap and abundant. Abundant. Abundiful? Is that a word? <laughs> no. Bountiful? <laughs> Bountiful. That's the word. <laughs> it's late as we record this. Um, and so now you're paying $64 for a lobster at this place. Just think about that. Well, the lobster chowder is only $10, so that's a bargain. So, But let's get to some of the entrees at the brand new Ale & Compass. They have something called Hearth Oven Pies. I'm guessing these are just like your average meat pies. But you can choose from either white clam or caramelized leek and chorizo or seasonal market vegetable pie. And these are all $17 to $19. Ooh. I know. That sounds I good. I would get that clam one. Sounds delicious. I think so, too. Uh, they have a mushroom, caramelized onion, and gruyere cheeseburger. Oh. Yeah, for only $18. Mm. There's a lobster roll for $20. There's a bacon and Vermont cheddar burger. That's only $16. Like, we're almost getting into quick service prices here. Well, I, what is this place? This is magical. I know. There's a BLT on artisan French bread for $14. You can get fish and chips for $17. They have a roast chicken salad sandwich. They have an open-faced skirt steak sandwich. Oh my goodness, this sounds good. It's an open-faced steak sandwich with caramelized onions, a poached egg, fennel, watercress, and tomato salad, and it comes with a truffle vinaigrette. That sounds good. $19. So every every single entree I just mentioned is $20 or less at Ale & Compass. Nice. Yep. Now that's lunch. When you get to dinner, they add a few items, but still the most expensive item is $25, and that's for the pork spare ribs. Like the fish and chips, even at dinner, is still only $17. Nice. They add uh, a few burgers. There's a crunch burger, which comes with pepper pepper jack cheese, coleslaw, pork belly, crispy mm. potato straw, jalapeno aioli, lettuce, and tomato. Shout. It's only $19. There's a burger that comes with chipotle aioli. That sounds good. There's a caprese. Is that right? Cap caprese? Caprese. Caprese burger. A turkey sandwich. So everything is still twenty five dollars or less. Turkey sandwich. Give <laughs> me a turkey sandwich and some moon pies. Oh my goodness, you guys! Ignore all of that. I scrolled down to the other restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. When I mentioned the hearth oven pies, the white clam thing that you thought sounded good, the fish and chips, all of that was ale and compass. The open faced steak sandwich that also was ale and compass. Okay. So that was right. When you get to dinner, that's where I messed up. 
But still, the cheapest dinner entree, or the most expensive dinner entree, is $40, but it's a clam bake. So kind of what you mentioned earlier, Jeremy. Yeah. There's lobster, clams, corn, and potatoes. That's 40 But everything else is 27 or less. So you can get the short ribs for 27 You can get pan-seared trout for 24 This sounds good. There's fried chicken and waffles with orange chili honey. Mm. That's $18. There's a four-cheese ravioli. There's a smoked barbecue pork chop for 25 So still pretty reasonable, and all of those sound really good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will talk about the desserts briefly because I did have a dessert here. We just went to the lounge area, and I got the lemon curd meringue pie. I Like, I feel like my, my cheeks are still puckered from this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the size... A little bit bigger than a golf ball. And it was beautiful. Like bright yellow, bright blue. It had like this chocolate straw curve design thing sticking out of it. So it was lemon and blueberry. Uh, It was so tart. Like I couldn't finish it. Oh. I know. I mean, I'm sure it was good. It just, as small as it was, (laughs) it was still too big. I'm sure I'm supposed to like this. (laughs) I'm sure it was made exactly like they wanted to make it, but it was so tart. But there's also a 12-layer chocolate cake. There's an apple tart, a trio of puddings. So there you go, Ale and Compass. And like I mentioned, there is a lounge right next door that sells a lot of these things. Like, most of their menu is still available just at the lounge if you want to do that. Yeah. There you go. And for the last restaurant that I'm going to talk about, we're going to move over to the Boardwalk. These are the restaurants you can see when you're outside standing on the Boardwalk. The first one is the ESPN Club. Which, you know, if you're going to Disney World to go to ESPN Club... That's your problem. You're, you're just not a mad chatter. <laughs> Definitely. You probably also ran around your resort without a shirt on. Yeah. Uh, this restaurant has what you'd expect. I'm not saying anything sounds bad, but it has like your typical pub bar type food, if that makes sense. Yeah. So for starters, you can get boneless chicken wings. There are pub nachos with chicken or shrimp or chili. There's loaded tots. It's tater tots that come with brisket, beer cheese sauce, and caramelized onions. That actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> that does sound amazing. <laughs> but can we, just, can we just dispel something right here? Boneless wings are nuggets. Yeah, they are. Stop kidding yourself, America. They have yeah. wings as, as well. But yeah, those loaded tots, those sound great. They also have tuna nachos, but they don't come on tortilla chips. They come on wonton chips. That sounds yes. pretty good. Yeah. And then you can get your soft chetzel, soft chetzel, your soft pretzel with beer cheese. Of course. <laughs> and then there's chili, some soup, a Caesar salad. The entrees, like I said, kind of what you'd expect. Everything's around 16 to $20. But there's seafood mac and cheese, fish and chips, a Reuben burger. This is the menu I, li- I mentioned earlier. The crunch burger, that's the one that has pepper jack cheese, coleslaw, pork belly, crispy potato straw, and jalapeno aioli. There's a chicken breast sandwich served on a pretzel bun with mustard emulsion and beer cheese sauce and bacon. Oh, shaba. That sounds delicious. That does sound good. You can get it fried or grilled. Yeah, I would get that. 
Uh, th there's also what I mentioned, the Smokehouse Burger, which has the bacon, onion straws, and chipotle aioli. This is where the Caprese Burger is. And randomly, they have Asian stir-fry. <laughs> so, there you go. Why not? You know, yep. throw it on and then mix. And if you want some desserts, these are all $6, so super reasonable. But there's a big slice of cheesecake with caramel and candied bacon. There's a chocolate cake, a bourbon pecan brownie, and orange chiffon cake. Mm. So there you go. I, I, you know what? <laughs> I would eat here. Yeah, uh, play me some uh, some tr some basketball trivia. <laughs> I would get it to go. I don't think it's like Buffalo Wild Wings. I where there's trivia and stuff, I think they just have huge screens playing sports. And one time I've been to the ESPN club restaurant was at wide world of sports. And there was, there was for real like table side trivia. Oh, nice. Like you press the little button thing. Yeah. They probably don't have that was the late nineties. You know, they might. Who was in, uh, Shazam. Shaq. See, guys, we're sports. Sports podcast. Except it's called Kazam. Oh. Yeah. Right? Was it? Yeah, I it was so. called Kazam. There's this whole thing the other day about this. Shazam is the app that tells you what song you're listening to. Oh, gotcha. Sticking with the Boardwalk restaurants, uh, a few I haven't been to. And one I have. So let's start with the one I have. Uh, one I have not been to, and that's the Big River Grill and Brewing Works. Um, uh, themed, just uh, not really a theme. It's, it's just like a pub, uh, kind of a microbrewery feel. And they do have uh, a brewery on on site, so it's not just themed that way. They're, they actually do make beer there, and they have a little glass wall where you can look in and see the process of the the vats and all that good stuff. So. Um, you know, think generic kind of pub, chilies kind of food, and that's what you get here. Uh, it is open for lunch and dinner, and the menu is exactly the same for both uh, both meals. So things I'm going to tell you are available all day from like 11 a.m. to midnight, I think is when they close. Um, appetizers feature things like an Asiago artichoke and crab dip. So a little, a little notch up from just an artichoke dip. They have nachos. Uh... Uh, then they have the brewery nachos, and the nachos come with just like cheese and pico de gallo and stuff on them. But you can get them with beef and chicken. They have a chicken quesadilla, and there's nothing really, you know, inspiring about about any of these things. Chips, guacamole, and salsa, and then they have the jalapeno spinach cheese dip, which does sound good because there's another you know, kind of standard that they've kind of kicked up a notch with jalapeno jack cheese instead of just you know cheddar or something. Oh, oh, they do have several soups. Uh, the beer cheese soup sounds good, although I find that when I order anything that sounds like this, it just ends up feeling like I'm eating, like, beer cheese dip. Like, that, <laughs> that, that they just put a spoon in some of their dip, and there you go. Uh, they have a Cobb salad, a Caesar salad, a regular greenhouse salad, and then kind of a southwesty chicken salad. So pretty standard fare for the soup and salad as well. And that theme continues... Um, pretty much all the way through the entree menu. Uh, baby back ribs, uh, bacon, cheddar burger. And again, I would read you the things on this, but there's nothing, you know, outstanding about any of it. Uh, a big, the big brew cheeseburger, 
just a regular cheeseburger, uh, black and blue cheeseburger, which as you can tell has blue cheese crumbles and blue cheese sauce, um, but it has beer simmered onions, and that sounds really, really good. They have salmon, fish tacos, a club sandwich, Cajun pasta, uh, a California <laughs> California chicken, which is you know kind of that standard uh, restaurant thing that has the chicken with the cheese and stuff on top of it. But this one has chipotle mayonnaise on top. That sounds interesting. Mm. Classic mac and cheese, but it comes with grilled chicken. And it, what? <laughs> it comes. <laughs> it's classic with grilled chicken. Um, a fish sandwich, uh, meatloaf, habanero chicken, a Kobe burger, which is just Kobe beef, but a regular kind of cheeseburger. Uh, cheeseburger. Um, a pub grilled sandwich, which I think the only thing that really makes it the pub stuff is the beer simmered onions and the signature pub sauce. Uh, shrimp scampi pasta, and then there's a ribeye. The ribeye is the most expensive thing on the menu at $27. Everything else is uh, under $25. The baby back ribs are $24.99. Other than that, everything is – you can get a lot of things here um, for like $15. So some of those burgers and the sandwiches. Uh, but it, it sounds kind of boring to me. But I don't think reservations are even accepted here. It just sounds kind of like a walk-up, kind of go in, sit down, eat. Even the name of the restaurant is boring. Big River Grill. Yeah. It sounds like what it is. (laughs) I can't even picture this place. I can picture all the places we're talking about today, but this one I'm blanking. Well, when you look at the picture, I mean, it's just the boardwalk stuff, and there's a random canopy that has the logo on it. That's really it. Hmm. Uh, two desserts that sound relatively boring as well. The chocolate confusion. <laughs> chocolate mousse layered between Oreo brownie cake with chocolate icing and chocolate chips. Um, buy in bulk from your Sam's Club. Uh, <laughs> New York cheesecake. There you go. Uh, and they have a lot of specialty drinks as well as, as some of the uh, the brews that are made on site. Um, I haven't read a lot about this that place. But it doesn't sound very – it sounds like if you were there and you didn't have reservations and you just wanted to go somewhere, you know, you're between the ESPN club and that. And honestly, the ESPN club menu sounded more entertaining than that one. Yeah, I think so too. I forgot to mention this. ESPN club is where they used to have that peanut butter and jelly burger. Ah. Uh, no more? No, it wasn't on the menu I just read. But I remember Disney like really plugging it and people saying it was actually pretty good. It had peanut butter and jelly. I think it had bacon – candied bacon or something mm. and it was a hamburger that sounds i awful. remember on the twilight zone movie that one family eats their burgers with uh peanut butter probably with a pop tart bun yeah there you go with strawberry sprinkles <laughs> the next restaurant i have been to and it's trattoria al forno uh they recently have opened for breakfast which features, uh, I guess it's kind of like a, a fixed price kind of menu because it says you can pick one starter between like a fruit salad um, or a yogurt and granola parfait. And then you choose an entree or a main course, um, which includes uh, King Triton's Shipwreck Al Forno. <laughs> oh, this is that new Bon Voyage breakfast. Yeah, and they have some of the princesses and princes that meet and greet here as well. For the breakfast only. Yeah, I think it's just Rapunzel and Flynn and Ariel and Eric. Eric and, yeah. 
That's right. Um, I want to go to this. <laughs> <laughs> the Triton Shipwreck Alforno is uh, just like your Denny's Grand Slam breakfast. Um, a little combo of everything. There's the Tangled Eggs, well-themed, of course. Uh, two eggs. The two eggs poached underwater. Wait, they're not scrambled? Uh, no, no, no. There's the tangled eggs. Oh. And then, and then there's the, the two eggs uh, scrang- scrambled, uh, poached underwater. I just like how they say poached underwater. Like, oh, there's water here. That's the theme. Uh, the Tower <laughs> of Pancakes, the Royale Breakfast, which is their combo, Swimmer's Delight, and the Golden Frittata. So, uh, that that tickles your fancy over there, you know, head it up. Uh, dinner, I have eaten here for dinner. I'll save my review till after I tell you a little bit about the menu. Uh, pretty standard, like, uh, more along the lines of like a Carabas than an Olive Garden. So a little step up, because it's got some grill stuff going on, as well as the pastas and things. Um, calamari, there's a, uh, a cheese board for two. There's uh, gnocchi di potato. Patata, which, believe it or not, does not have a potato in it. It's uh, pancetta, seasonal vegetables, goat cheese, crema, and soft-cooked egg. So somewhere gnocchi, gnocchi is in there. I don't know if that's like a – it's all mixed together or what. There's the house salad, and there's the salumi italiani, which is a cheese board with assorted charcuterie and seasonal accoutrements. And then there's there's mussels on the menu. There's a zuppa del giorno on the, the soup menu, and then there's a seasonal salad with a rosa regale vinaigrette. On the entree menu, uh, some pretty standard fare: lasagna al forno. So this is a braised beef, house cured pancetta, herb and ricotta um, lasagna with. Um, what they call a Sunday gravy, which I, which is what they call like marinara tomato sauce in New England, if I'm not mistaken. They call it gravy. Um, there's the oat grilled strip steak, Parmigiana de Polo, which is chicken Parmesan, <laughs> uh, pasta alla bolognese, which is uh, pasta with a meat sauce. Pasta a la carbonara. Well, this stuff sounds good because uh, this is like the pasta that's cooked with uh, kind of runny eggs and bacon and house-cured pancetta. That sounds really good. Pasta a la vangiole with clams um, and a white wine butter. A pesque al forno intero, which is a uh, whole roasted fish. There's ravioli. There's like a seafood plate. Um, and then they have various types of pizzas, like the pizza of the day, the chef specialty pizza, there's a season, seasonal vegetarian pizza. There's a kind of a traditional margarita pizza with the tomatoes and mozzarella and basil. And um, my wife and I ate here ooh, two years, three years ago for dinner, and I had the chicken parmigiana, and I forgot what she had. I think it was some sort of pasta with the pesto sauce, which I actually don't see on the menu anymore. And it was good. I mean, relatively, you know, uninteresting, but but pretty good. What are some of the prices on those pastas? Uh, yeah, that's one of the things. It seems a little overpriced to me. Um, everything on the menu is over twenty dollars, except the pizzas. The pizzas are right at nineteen and seventeen dollars. All the pastas are twenty two, twenty three, twenty one, um, and for the 
stuff that we got and and the, the the portion and the quality, I didn't think it was it was near worth that. Hmm. I feel like that's kind of a running theme with Italian restaurants on Disney property. Yeah, but you can typically get some some of the pasta dishes in most restaurants, at least the ones that don't have a meat or anything. You know, you can usually get down in the you know eighteen dollar range, and for all of these to be over twenty, I think they're they're overselling it a little bit. Um, some of the desserts featured here, um, there's uh, Affogato al Cafe, which is uh, just uh, espresso with a choice of different flavors. Um, there's an Italian custard. There's a dark chocolate semolina torta. Uh, a spoonful of gelato, which I find interesting. I don't know how big of a spoonful it is, but it's $6. It's called a spoonful of gelato. It's called a spoonful of gelato, which yeah, is not really doing it justice. I don't. I, I hope uh, they do have a tiramisu for eight dollars mm. and a zeppoli, which is kind of a fried donut kind of thing with uh, dipping sauces and various drinks and, and things at the bar. Um, like I said, we've eaten here. I didn't find it any better than your neighborhood Carabas, and certainly more expensive than that. So. I don't know. Find your Italian elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's why I kind of want to go to the breakfast. Just because I do want to try this place, but the dinner seems... A l- I don't know. I, mean, I Everything you mentioned, I feel like I've had a form of somewhere. Yeah. And and there's nothing interesting about it. And there's nothing, nothing special about this place that, aren't, that isn't at those other places. Yeah. All right, our last stop is the Flying Fish... Um, which is a signature uh, dining option. So two points on the dining plan and, and a little more, a little pricier, uh, but ha- generally has good reviews. It recently underwent a huge remodel and uh, kind of a menu overhaul that kind of brought it out of the 90s and into the, the 21st century. Um, so a lot more sleek and chic, as was the case with the Alien Compass and Captain's Grill. Um, so some of the starters you can get here are blue mussels. Um, there's a pork belly. There's some asago crusted grouper cheeks on the on the appetizer menu. So masago, I think, is that kind of little fish roe right, that comes on sushi. Uh, there's shrimp cocktail, and um, what can only I can only say it would probably be a cheese board. It's called the evolution of cheese. Uh-uh. Stop it. Uh, it comes with savannah honeycomb and chocolate dust. So that is the most pretentious item we've read all day. <laughs> the evolution of cheese with chocolate dust. Yeah, and savannah honeycomb uh, salads and soups. There's a golden tomato bisque at twelve dollars. A grilled baby romaine um, salad. Uh, it comes with pecorino and a buttermilk cream fraiche dressing. And there's the harvest green salad. All of those are $12. Nothing special sounding to me. Um, here's some of the entrees. Eastern Pennsylvania Hills Veal Chop. Uh, it comes with sage spatzel. Uh, Harry Covert, that's green beans. Uh, celery root puree at $47. Um, there's the Hokkaido scallop Nero pasta. I've been to Hokkaido. 
Well, this is interesting because there's nothing Japanese sounding about it unless it's the type of scallop. It says savory tomato sauce, artichokes, and braised fennel. Oh, tomato sauce. That's very Japanese. <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> not really. <laughs> the Ora King New Zealand salmon that comes with grits, uh, shishito, uh, cilantro, cumin, butter. Ooh. Yeah. Um, the most expensive item on the menu is the Snake River Farms Wagyu Strip Loin, which is only $55 for this. I don't know how, how, how much it is. Probably a, a, you know five or six ounces. That comes with uh, some cheddar gratin potatoes and roasted cauliflower. There's a wild Alaskan, wild Alaskan halibut and a wood-fired Spanish octopus uh, with cobia and Key West pink shrimp. Sound like a little seafood sampler for $49. And everything here is in that $45 to $50 range, except the salmon, which is $39. Some of the desserts here are the blueberries, limes, and seashells, which is mascarpone cream, blueberry lime compote, hibiscus meringue, and rye bourbon caramel. There's the Florida Reef, which is a lemon tart with toasted meringue. There's a panna carpa, a little play on the panna cotta, um, with strawberry lime consomme and basil sugar and there's the under the sea which is uh sounds like a fancy chocolate cake falrona chocolate chocolate coral sponge pistachio sand and dehydrated milk foam with a tasting of three sea salts so pretty uppity little dessert menu but um yeah this is this is a nice place pretty expensive and two uh, table credits and i don't think there's really anything you read that made me say, oh, like some of those other things did that we talked about. No, and that's the thing. It's like, if you're going to do that and say this is going to be two, a twofer and a big deal and you want people to come over there, then at least do something to draw people. And, and nothing, nothing about that does... Like, I can't get that anywhere else. Yeah, I feel like a lot of what is offered over at the boardwalk is... Uh, kind of the same thing. There, there's some unique restaurants, but they're they're all kind of the same style. That surf and turf kind of feel, and that just kind of Americanized food in general, which is so interesting because there's so much real estate over there and so many different options to go with. That why they just kind of keep repeating the same thing. I guess people go there for it, so it works, but. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that with the Yacht Club restaurants being surf and turf, and then you also having Flying Fish there. Now, I seem to think, I seem to remember Flying Fish, I mean, it's pretty well-reviewed, right? Yeah, it is. I believe so. Um, And like I said, it's two, like, it's it's a signature dining place, but I don't know if I know anyone who's ever actually eaten there. (laughs) So, I I mean, I have poor friends, obviously, so that's one of the reasons, but interesting. (laughs) Yeah, if if uh, of all the restaurants we talked about, I think probably my next stop will be, oddly enough, the buffet, Cape May Cafe. Yeah, I think it sounds pretty good. And then the ESPN Club. <laughs> well, and actually, I say that Ale and Compass sounded the best to me. It's just I've had a few items there already, but now it makes me want to go back for a lunch or a dinner there because everything seemed reasonably priced and good. So I'm only going if it's Shazam Trivia Night at ESPN. That's right. That's right. And folks, don't forget that it's it's just a beautiful place to be at, especially at night. And there's ample hills 
creamery for dessert. So go check out these restaurants if you'd like. There you go, the boardwalk area. Uh, and I think that does it for this week's, ep- this week's episode. So if you want to connect with us, you can do it at comments at madchatters.net, on Instagram or Twitter at madchatters. And this is your last reminder, t-shirts. It's your last week to get them, order them this week. If you would like a Mad Chatters t-shirt, send the size and color you want to gear at madchatters.net. See you next week. Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Bye-bye now.